Hello, it is Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, January 18th. Can't thank you enough for rocking with us. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Ian Rappaport stops by as well. All the boys are here. AJ Hawk. I think it's a good one. If you enjoy the show by the end of it, please be a friend. Tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Let's go. That's right on Monday Night Football. The wild card weekend wrapped up while the Cardinals got dog walked in Los Angeles by the Rams, who appear to be all the way back. Their superstars are playing fantastic. Odell Beckham Jr. is catching touchdowns. He's throwing balls. He's blocking. He's celebrating. He's having his best life, enjoying the hell out of winning football in Los Angeles with Matthew Stafford as his quarterback. Matthew Stafford has posted like the greatest game in the history of postseason and his first ever postseason victory after playing for 15, 16 years, however long it is, in the NFL. Congratulations to Matthew Stafford. Watched along with the Manning cast a little bit. Obviously, Peyton not hearing shit was hysterical. The Rock (laughs) explaining that he had an actual Tyrannosaurus Rex in his Office, I guess, mm-hmm. over his shoulder. There was three Terramana bottles. What? XFL ball. What? Incredibly chiseled man. What? And then a fucking actual Tyrannosaurus Rex over his left shoulder. <laughs> wow. His name is Stan. He said it's the most intact T-Rex on the market or in existence. He bought it as an anonymous buyer. I guess people are saying like $31.8 million the entire thing. Wow. Congrats to the rock. Just killing life. Boy, do we. Killing life. After the Cardinals, you know, th- immediately threw a pick six, the shortest pick six in the history of the playoffs. Uh, that was shortly fall or before, shortly after the Rock gave a motivational speech to the Arizona Cardinals about having their back against the wall and that mentality. And then immediate pick six, the Rock says, "Ah, uh, well, might as well give me a little Terramana." Wow, that thing down. What a night for the Rock. And uh, you know what? Dewey followed me on Twitter last yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how long that'll last. Obviously, we're about to unload a bunch of uploaded videos into his timeline today that he has never seen before. And I don't know how much of me The Rock will be able to handle. We assume this followship will not be for long, but Dewey, shout out to you for going on to Manning Cast. Seemed like he understood football a little bit, loved football a little bit, and looked like a regular human, even though he's worth like $15, $20 billion. Yeah, Yeah. of course. This guy, look at him. Slugging tequila. Come on. It was fun Monday Night Football for everybody but Cardinals fans. And I hate to break to Cardinals fans. I don't know what's up with your team. They have stunk. They have looked uninspired. They have looked like they were not supposed to be on the same field as some teams. When at the beginning of the season, they went on a run and made us feel like, oh my God, this Cardinals squad is the squad that we thought they could be last year when they were playing their best football. They were beating teams. They didn't seem satisfied. Kyler Murray was giving interviews. He was awesome. Uh, We're just trying to win. We're trying to win. He told us we got to work on consistency because last year, They were a team that was up and down and up and down. This year, they just started climbing and climbing and climbing. DeAndre Hopkins gets hurt. They have a bye week, and everything changes. They come back on the other side of that thing. J.J. Watt also hurt on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, The fact that he got back. Wow. Didn't play as much as we maybe expected or thought or hoped that he would play. But also in the same vein, the amount of misery that dude has gone through in rehab over the last couple months to get back. I'm happy that he got a chance to get back on the field. Seemed like he was incredibly pumped while he was sitting on like 14, 15 Gatorade coolers before the game with uh, cool-ass sunglasses (laughs) on. I'm pumped for J.J. Watt to get back. Sorry that the season ended that way, but they need to figure it the fuck out over there. Because there's injuries in every single season in every single building.
the fact that as soon as Nuke seemed to get injured, that entire team looked vastly different on defenses or on the offensive side of the ball. They're going to have to figure that out as they go forward. People are talking about Cliff Kingsbury. What the hell's going on with him? In the first, I guess, like seven or, or ten games of the season, his record is something that is just absurd. And then at the end of seasons, it's terrible. So does that mean the teams are catching on to his plays early? Is this the new Andy Reid season? Yes. Remember back in the day, Andy Reid would win like the first 11 weeks. And then the back half of the season, he would start losing and there'd be an early playoff exit. And we thought it was a chance that Andy Reid would unload all of his plays early and then boom, he gets stagnant towards the end. They'd beat him. Now, it might have been just the fact that he didn't have all the players that he needed to continue to evolve and build plays and make plays late into the season. And obviously, Andy Reid's season has now become a playoff type conversation with that Chiefs squad who are just fucking around out there. Travis Kelsey's just having the time of his life and they're starting to win again. But maybe Cliff Kingsbury early gives everything up like Andy used to and then everybody gets used to it and then there's no adjustments late. Or maybe the team walks on the field and just looks completely different than they look at the beginning of the season. What the fuck's going on behind the scenes? At Tone Diggs, one half of the hammer. Dad! Cowboys, you're going to say something. Uh, I have that. 2019 lost seven of the last nine. 2020 lost five of the last seven. 2021 lost five of the last six. Ooh. That's not good. Yikes. No, one of them to the Lions. That, that, is not, that is not good. And what is it? Is it... Uh, the plays? Is it the players? Is it the coach? Is it the building? Is it the culture? Is it a combination of everything like that? That team has everything you need to go. They got a great city. Hey, great city. Unbelievable. I fucking love that place. Unbelievable. I love that place. Fantastic. They have a great city. The owner flying his plane around, picking people up, opening the checkbook. So it seems like the owner is going, hey, we'll give whatever. They got a young superstar quarterback. They seem to have an offense that works at the beginning of the season. They have a defense that's loaded. Buda Baker, I, I just saw his Instagram story. He is good. He is recovering. He's still in the hospital. Hasn't been able to shower yet. He said, okay. He said, I stink. I just want to get home back to Arizona with my family. But thanks everybody for their well wishes. Hell of a season, Buddha. That's an absolute stud in the back end for the Arizona team. But that defense is unbelievable. You'd think they'd be able to go. This is a disappointing ending for them for sure. But on the flip side, I guess we got to compliment the Rams at Ty Schmidt, Green Bay Packer owner, a mm -hmm. uh, man who got to see Matthew Stafford in Detroit for all those years. You got to be pumped up for this guy, old nine, getting a chance to get a dub in the big time, primetime play off lights yeah you know i love stafford he's like i've been right on that train with hey people don't understand how good this guy is now that doesn't necessarily mean his team's gonna win the games all the time because Whoa. we've seen plenty of times where he'll throw three touchdowns against the Packers and like clockwork, you know a pick six is, is coming. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's just going to break is, is the what? Lions back, wow. which happened many a times. But last night, shit, he only, what, threw 17 times? I mean, Cam Akers isn't – he's a dog. So him getting back, if OBJ's playing like that in Cooper Cup, like they, they did look very good last night, but I think a lot of that is, too, that the, the Cardinals just didn't fucking show up at all. And Dirty is our graphic – Graphics department. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's well. Zito makes graphics. Yeah, Zito. Gump's not really. Together. Gump. Gump does yeah. some clipping. Anyways, Dirty, who does most of the graphics, he's a Rams fan. Okay, so he's pumped, obviously. Big-time playoff win. Von Miller, big midseason trade, comes in, makes mm -hmm. a play. Obviously, Matthew Stafford makes some plays, has two tuds, and then runs one in. How you doing? Keep it moving. The Rams are all in. We want to win a Super Bowl. Boom or bust. He said he's a little bit scared because the Rams beat the bad teams, and the Cardinals potentially have morphed into a bad team at this point mm. that were riding high off their early success, so much so it got them a wild-card burst. 
curse <laughs> in the entire thing. He's worried about going into Tampa, but I don't think they should because I don't think Rams fans should even be worried. And he was very happy and optimistic and loves the yeah. Rams. Let's not get crazy, but he did bring up the fact that they were beating bad teams and then sometimes losing to the good teams. Sometimes at the end of the year there, Stafford was giving the ball away and it was, was it good defenses or was it just Matty Stafford? We don't know. They're going into a Tampa Bay with it that's a little bit wounded. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Werfs, right tackle, one of the best right tackles in the game. Young, never misses any plays. He couldn't even stand on his foot. They had to roll him out there. Mm -hmm. And then Wells was the backup. They had him out there. He was not in fantastic shape as well. No. The Tampa Bay and Jensen, the center, is a little bit banged up. I mean, there is a lot of conversation around Tampa's health, how they're going to be, who's going to be on the field, how are they going to be on the field. And with Aaron Donald, who is a dog. So dog. He was trying to rake that guy's face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, he Choked is, him out. for being like defensive of MVP and superstar and for being as big, he is not scared to remind people that, oh, no. hey, I do not play. Yeah. Yeah. For a reason. This, hey, we're not playing football, okay? This is fighting football. Like, this is how I go. And I love it. Just strictly because he's from the town over mm -hmm. from us. And I love that he is just known for being a fucking badass. Like, I enjoy that he's a tough dude. But let alone Von Miller and Aaron Donald, that entire defensive front. But if Tampa's beat up a little bit and they can't get rolling, and if Leonard Fournette is once again not playing, although Vaughn and Giovanni Bernard had great games, you know, the Rams people have to feel pretty good about their matchup with Tampa as opposed to having to go into Green Bay, Wisconsin and take on a Green Bay Packers team that's getting everybody back healthy. This weekend is going to be fantastic. Bengals, Titans, Saturday, 4.30. Then Saturday, prime time, the Packers will take on the Niners. And since they're playing on Saturday night, that means today is a Wednesday. Ah. Because you move everything up. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a practice today. He'll be joining us at 3 o'clock Eastern State. Standard time. He has a window in the day, and he said, I'm sorry about it. And I said, Don't be sorry, pal. It's fucking playoffs. That's right, baby. Yeah. We understand. I, I can't right. wait to chat with him for a few minutes just to see how he's feeling. I'm sure Kay Adams and Aaron Andrews and everybody around all the media people will be watching to see what we ask, what we mm -hmm. don't ask. Mm -hmm. That was a funny little moment. Yeah, that was good. Like, what, what am I supposed to ask him? You talk to him for 40 minutes, I have three questions. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I apologize. Come We're very on. lucky, very fortunate to do it. Can't wait to do it in two hours and 45 minutes with the man himself, the back-to-back -back MVP winner Ooh. of the NFL. And then Sunday at 3 o'clock, Rams and Bucks down in Tampa. Can't wait to see how the weather is. Rams get six days, okay? Mm -hmm. Rams get six days. They got to play on Monday Night Football. All eyes on me. Basically, mm -hmm. whenever you're playing there, not that playoff football isn't like that at all, but Monday night is a little bit more special. They got a six-day uh, break before they go to Tampa. And then Bills and Chiefs, which a lot of people in New England who got buzzsawed by the Bills are calling, that's the Super Bowl. Yeah, oh, yeah. The Bills and the Chiefs, that's the Super Bowl. Although four of the six wildcard games are blowouts mm -hmm. and over basically pretty early. In the first quarter. Aside from waiting around to see if Scotty Miller's going to get another yard receiving and mm -hmm. other things like that. It does feel like the final eight here are going to show up. I don't think anybody here is going to lay an egg, which is probably what the NFL is hoping after the four out of six blowouts here. Because you got people asking questions. Was there too many playoff teams? Yeah. Oh. Was there too many playoff teams? And then people are starting to say, is it too top heavy? What do we even got these bottom feeders in, in the playoffs Whoa. or whatever? I mean, four out of six games were fucking ass beatings. Oh, yeah. But that's going to happen in the NFL. Uh, you just got to hope they don't happen concurrently, which is kind of what happened uh, this past weekend. At Boston, Connor, your team obviously not a part of this upcoming weekend. <laughs> that's right. Neither is my team. Mm -hmm. uh, Buffalo Bills 
Chiefs on Sunday night. What a way to cap off this divisional round as we stare down championship weekend next week. Yeah, that feels like it is possibly going to be the game of the weekend. I think Niners-Packers too, but I mean, three of those four games they already played this year. Like Bucks-Rams played each other, Niners-Packers played each other, Chiefs-Bills played each other, like a lot of familiarity. So you wonder if it's either going to be a grind on you know offense for some of these teams because they've already kind of seen what they're trying to do or if they're just going to be a couple routes because i mean like the rams bucks game bucks obviously unbelievable stopping the run rams can run the ball but they also sling the pill around the yard and that's kind of their weakness right and then brady's brady he's won 37 goddamn playoff games on his own and then bill's chiefs that should be a uh, slug fest with mahomes josh allen it's it's going to be unbelievable there is a really good match the nfl got it right yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely the nfl yeah. got it right here aside from the colts not being here i think well, that is yeah. really mm, was that they probably would have lost in the first round too but you know well that's what steve smith senior said uh, tomatoes nice. tomatoes and steve smith senior said because you play in the nfl what the fuck are you saying that because of? oh i'm saying just because i mean oh because we lost clown time well, you're assuming we're gonna lose in the playoffs well it probably Wide. Yes, but also the AFC, uh, we talked about how it was wide open all year, and then the one, two, three, and four seeds are uh, into the second round, and it's the NFC that has the one wild card team that didn't win their division moving up. Let's talk about the Titans, because we talked about the Packers getting healthier, getting like, oh, they got guys coming back. They used the last game as a little bit of a preseason game. Bakhtiari got a chance to feel, you know, a little bit of some rush before he gets mm-hmm. back out oh, there yeah. for the playoff game. Titans, we haven't talked about Titans at all, huh? Mm-hmm. Nobody no. has. No. This kind of was brought up yesterday about nobody chats about the Titans because Dan Zeus normally moves them completely out of right. his rankings, mm-hmm. and he is the authority on ranking teams. What have the Titans been up to? Are they getting healthier? Vrabel fighting anybody? Obviously, what? Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown's going to be healthy. I believe Julio's going to be healthy. And a little stat nugget I found yesterday, Vrabel is 4-0 uh, off a of bye, but 8-0 when he has more time to prepare than the other team. Ooh. See, the cerebralness of Vrabel – the cerebral Vrabel. Yeah. Cerebral. The cerebral Vrabel. The cerebral Vrabel. So Vrabel. So Vrabel's very cerebral. <laughs> That's right. You know, the very cerebral Vrabel. Mm-hmm. Right. The very cerebral Vrabel. The very cerebral Vrabel. There you go. Mouthful of marbles. The very merry cerebral Vrabel. Doesn't get talked about. Because we always talk about him, yeah. you know, having... Four patches in. Yeah. Uh-huh. Couple sigs. Couple sigs both times, putting the boxing mm-hmm. gloves on, fighting people, telling Harbaugh actually after his team was dancing on his leg, you just go fucking coach, okay? Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> shut the hell listen, off. shut the fuck up, you just go coach. And he was obviously a linebacker and tight end and Super Bowl champion and incredible leader. You don't win all those games with all those injured people if you don't have some Correct. sort of mastermind in the football game. I, that never gets talked about with Vrabes. And I think it's probably because he is just an Ohio meathead. Yeah. It doesn't get chatted about. But what a fucking job they've done down there. Imagine if the Titans are able to go on a run, especially with Derrick Henry being all the way back. I mean, that's a team nobody wants to see, just like everybody says the Niners aren't a team anybody wants to see because they can get going and get on a run. It's playoff football. I'm very pumped for the final eight teams we got. Well, and the Bengals, too. Their D-line's all banged up. But, I mean, we're not talking talking about the Titans, but they're also the fourth highest odds, I think, to win the Super Bowl. It's Packers, Chiefs, Bills, and then the Titans, which is crazy, obviously, because they are the one seed and have the home field advantage. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty... It feels like you might want to take a flyer on the Titans winning the Super Bowl because of that. Plus 500 are the Buffalo Bills against the plus 400 Chiefs, and the Bengals plus 1,500, Titans plus 850, Rams plus 700, Bucks plus 550, uh, 49ers plus 1,000, and the Pack with the best odds of them all, plus 370. It just feels 
Like, this is different than last year with the Packers. It does. Two years ago, team stunk made it to the NFC Championship, mm-hmm. right? They were stealing wins at the end of the games. It made no sense. That was the one where – One ugly all season long. All, all, Aaron threw for 26 touchdowns or yeah. 27 touchdowns, only had two interceptions or something like that. That was – the first game was against the Bears where they won like 9-3. 10-3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 10-3 or yep. whatever. And it was uh, tough because the offense, LaFleur's offense, Aaron and everybody else getting used to it, still had success. But everybody thought, oh, they're stealing wins. They're sneaking into this. Get all the way to the fucking AFC Championship. Get – routed by this Niners team that is coming back. But much different Niners team, much different Packers team now. Didn't feel as if that was a team that was supposed to win a Super Bowl. Last year, watching the Packers, we thought, oh, this team's good, this team's good. In the defense, though, a little bit opportunistic. There were some moments in there. They get three picks on Tom Brady, have a great game. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, somehow lose that game. Lose, Mary, lose that game. Scotty, Scotty Miller. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of a lot weird. of yards on that play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he got a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Fucking yards on that play, didn't he? Yeah, Scotty Miller got a lot of yards. Mm -hmm. I thought potentially maybe that play, maybe that play is what creeped into my mind whenever I thought, oh, playoff football, Scotty Miller, this guy's going to pick up 10, 15 yards. Nobody ever talks about him. We can steal this, put this in the thing, boost the odds of this goddamn parlay to plus 1,000. We'll be smarter than everybody. We'll be saying, parlay, holiday, treat. And he gets eight fucking yards. But yeah, this year, it just feels like all systems go. Now, special teams. Yeah, still yeah. think there's a little bit of a question mark, kind mm-hmm. of uh, uh, come see, come saw on the special teams. Some days it hits, some days some days it misses, uh, which I believe is come see, come saw. It's like uh, come see, yeah. come saw. Is that French variant still a thing? We haven't talked about it, so it must not be. Don't. I hate you. I want to let everybody know we fucking Shit. were ahead of the Omicron coverage. Yeah, That's we were. Right. Yeah, we literally were because we're in the weeds out here on the internet. Hell yeah, we're in the trenches, my friend. Yeah, Gumpy gets real perked up when <laughs> we does. start talking about this type of thing. <laughs> but we were in that French one. I feel like we we're ahead of, and it was getting similar hype out of Europe, out of the European press. That French one was getting similar hype to the Omicron coming out coming out of California there or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, this is the big bad wolf. Haven't heard from it in a long time. No. Delta Cron too. Maybe it's because we don't speak enough French. No, we need American, you know, we, 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 I get the hot dog croissant crepe, please. We, 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 baguette, we, we, hot dog, après baguette, we, we, anyways. I can't wait to see this Packers team go in this playoff run. Because the, the special teams is really the only question mark. But in Lambeau, every special team is going to be a question mark because of how windy and cold it's going to be. So even the best punt, Johnny Hacker was unconscious. Oh, yes. man, yeah. he was. Unco- had the ball on a string. Steph Curry-like control by Johnny Hacker last night. Honest, he landed one on the sideline, got a fair catch. Obviously, nothing was said on the Manning cast or on the regular thing. It was like, that's a fucking perfect punt by Johnny Hecker right there. Then he gets one down to the one, pulls it. Had five punts inside the 20 out of his five punts last yeah. night. I mean, he was unconscious. But even he, who is punting his absolute best right now, uh, which is a good time, had a couple games, I think, where maybe he was going through something. I don't know if he would say that publicly, but it felt like it from watching him. There wasn't as much explosion. He's all the way back. In Lambeau, there's going to be bad balls. Mm-hmm. Like uh, With the wind and the cold, there's always a question. Mark and Green Bay is the victim of that. Their special teams unit is a victim of that because every single game you're watching them do that. But they do have to tighten that up. Aside from that, with the defense getting healthy and the offense getting healthy, it 
I mean, why not? I mean, why yeah. not this year? And Aaron said it's much easier to kind of, you know, make a decision after you win yeah. than it is uh -huh. after you lose. What, what, why not the Packers, Ty? Why not the Packers? Well, and you mentioned the last time, because everyone's saying, you know, that Rodgers is 0-3 against the Niners in the playoffs. But, like, it, it is a much different team, I think. You know, Devondre Campbell, for what it's worth, is, you know, first-team all-pro linebacker, a guy you just pick up off the street, and he's been unbelievable, has really changed their defense. Obviously, Rasul Douglas, and you get those other guys back. So they're obviously going to have to stop the run. I mean, the but they, but they know that. And... Jimmy G, I, he looked okay, but he's banged up, and I think it's shoulder to, sprain. Shoulder saying. sprain. Yeah. He's still got a broken thumb, a partially torn UCL. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's going to be nine degrees at kickoff. I think that does factor into it. So if they can stop the run, I think he might give them one or two. You assume that the offense, you know, with Bakhtiari back, they're going to be able. Yeah, exactly. Turtlenecks on. AJ <laughs> Dillon is a you know uh, a load, and yeah. uh, you would imagine that the offense is going to be able to. I, I think it'll be closer than what I mean. It might get up to six or seven, but I think it'll be close. But I think the the Packers should win. You know? Okay, well, joining us now, a man who has all the inside information on who should probably be playing in that game, who will not be playing in that game, what his thoughts and expectations are on the weather, and also the French variant of COVID. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, the host of the weekly wrap-up with Rap Sheet and Friends, us being friends, he being Rap Sheet, senior insider for the NFL and NFL Network, Ian Rappaport. Yay! Hey, PXG, dude, big-time golfer, bro. Wow. Ah, let's go. Hit I, uh... First of all, can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, you sound very good. You look a lot better, too, in your car. You look like casual cool, Ian, you know? Yeah, this is this is regular me. Aww. There's dressed up me. There's, like, makeup, full professional. Like, when you called last night, I was, like, real serious and professional. This is much more relaxed. Yeah, because last night you broke some news about Mike Mayock uh, not being retained as general manager, and we will get to that. But let's finish this Packers-Niners conversation. So obviously there's uh, Bosa on the conversation. Jimmy G. Shoulder is in the conversation. Fred Warner has some stuff going on. The Niners appear to be banged up, but I think everybody is at this point, except for the Packers, who seem to have everybody coming back. Is that a proper narrative on this game? And how do you feel about the Niners and their injuries? Uh, I would say that's a proper narrative. I mean, the Packers are probably, it's not just that they're healthy, it's that they're getting healthier and getting better. Like, I, I'll have to, like, look back and really think about it, but I can't remember a situation like this maybe ever. I mean, the you know, the Cardinals got J.J. Watt back last night, and that was a nice story, but I wouldn't say it was something that, like, dramatically changed the game. Well, but, you know, having Bakhtiari back, having Zedarius Smith seems like he's going to play, having him back. I mean, these are like Jair Alexander, who I think is going to play we'll see how he gets through practice this week like these are major major additions and it's just and you know rogers i mean i'm sure he'll tell you today but like from what i understand his toe yeah, is probably as good now as it's been in a very very long time um so the packers are in good shape but you know you talk about the niners injuries the jimmy g thing is interesting because the narrative on him has always been like is he tough enough he's always banged up and you know, what will he play through? And I think, you know, some of those questions were fair. When I was playing through a completely torn UCL in his thumb and a shoulder sprain, which is not insignificant, uh, these are major injuries. And he's there blood pumping through my body. 
He has a little bra moment you're here. Is that what you're saying? Is Jimmy G's getting a chance to prove that the injuries that have taken him out in the past have been like super significant. Everybody's going to get taken out by this type of thing. And this is him kind of battling through it. Is this his team releasing this information? Or do you think this is the Niners saying like, hey, Jimmy is in an actual some shit here and we're going to continue to go with him? Uh, this It started with the Niners because uh, basically when you get to the playoffs, and obviously you know like – Gambling is a much bigger thing now. I mean, the teams have always been transparent with injuries, but I don't know if you've heard that. Um, you know, basically teams are are pretty transparent with injuries. So I think the 49ers announced it yesterday that he had a little bit of a shoulder sprain because if he was limited today, then they would have to dis disclose that. And we'd be like, why? Is he okay? So basically yesterday they just got in front of him and were like, you know, he's dealing with something. But I would also say this, like he's playing through some things, no doubt. But he also struggled in the second half when he had his shoulder injury. So it's at least something to watch going into this game. Like how effective can he be with a torn thumb and an injured throwing shoulder? How about Bosa? How about Bosa? You know, his dad told a reporter local there that it was his head. That looked like it was maybe a neck as well. It looked very uncomfortable. How is Bosa? Do you expect him to play? Uh, it's a concussion. And, you know, the, it's a little bit of a bad break, honestly, for the Niners to play on Saturday because you get one fewer day, right? So we actually might know today, like if he's practicing today, just based on like where players need to progress in the concussion protocol, then I'd say he probably has a good chance. If he's not practicing today, then he probably has an up about just because time-wise, you know, like you have to go through so many steps and the independent neurologist has to clear you and all that. Um We'll see if he plays. Obviously, it would be like, you know, that would be a very major thing if he could not play. Yeah, he's a hell of a player, and uh, everybody's talking – I think Kyle Shanahan said everybody's talking about him for comeback player of the year. He should be defense player of the year conversations as well. I feel like a lot of teams have those types of guys that aren't getting enough credit. Love watching Bosa play the football. Tease and peace to the head. Hope the brain comes back and we could see you this weekend. Fred Warner, the last one there. Sounds like he's playing, right, via his Twitter account. That's really – is that accurate? Yeah, he's playing low ankle sprain. Uh, basically re-aggravated a previous ankle sprain. So it's not nothing, but, you know, as as we'll see, like you get to the playoffs, you get to this time, injuries that might have kept a guy off the field a week or two, like everyone's playing through it. You know, it's like we saw it with... with There's Christian no tomorrow, Wolf. Ian. There's no more. <laughs> yeah, if you lose, you just go home. Yeah, you, you have no... You just go home. Um so, like, Tr Tristan Wirfs, like, that was a pretty legit There we go. Group. Tristan Wirfs. Okay, let's go right into that now. Is there any other injuries that we need to know going into the divisional round weekend? Eight teams left. Tampa Bay is now hosting a very hot Los Angeles Rams team. They got Von Miller, Aaron Donald, a bunch of dogs up front. Wirfs and Jensen, question mark? Let's start with Wirfs. Uh, yeah, Wirfs is a question mark, and I don't think either of these guys are going to be able to practice till probably Friday, so we may not know for sure, but... The fact that Wirfs, it's a its a more like a high ankle sprain than anything else, which, you know, can be like multi-week injury. But, some I mean, you know, some of these guys are, are crazy. Like, he was actually, they were up 21 this weekend, and he was back on the field trying to see if he could go. He couldn't, but, like, at least that was a good sign that it's not a major thing. So, I would think there's a pretty real chance both these guys end up playing. Okay. Um, but that doesn't mean it's... You know, when you're playing through an injury, especially to an ankle, like, 
it's going to be hard, and I'm, I don't think he's going to be 100%, but I do think he'll be out there. Okay, let's talk about any of the other games. Is there any notable injuries that we need to keep an eye on whenever we're talking about, you know, Bengals, Titans, uh, obviously Derrick Henry's back, A.J. Brown seems to be healthy, maybe a Julio is coming back there. Bengals seem to have everybody, I don't think, maybe D-line a little bit banged up? Yeah, D-line a little bit banged up. Uh, Mike Daniels is out, and then Larry Ogunjobi, uh, who – you know, like definitely talk about guys who don't get enough publicity. Like he is a baller in the middle, and he has a Liz Frank injury, so he's out for the season now. That's that's an awful injury. What is Liz Frank? Um, that's the bottom of the foot. I think it means it all either broke or tear tore. Either way, it's not yeah. probably so, terrible. So it's the bottom that keeps all the shit together, right? And then it separates. Is that what happens? Is that if mm-hmm. I'm I'm not a doctor, yeah. obviously, we'd have to call Doctor Joe Rogan to get a, <laughs> a more precise right. look on this. But I think more that, more on that in a couple segments. But yes, two and a half um, hours actually. Thank you. But the uh, I, I think it's when the bottom separates. For, I think was I'm not, Von Miller who had it so painful. I it's uh, I couldn't even fathom how the Von Miller's was a little different. No, the uh, uh, Travis Etienne had it. MJD had it uh, from who works with us now, and he said he didn't think his foot was ever the same. Like these are terrible injuries. Damn, hate to hear that about Ogunjobi. Sorry about that, fella. Anywhere else? Any other injuries we need to keep an eye on as we go to try to predict you and know, bet on these games more specifically? Titans are real healthy. Like Julio is probably as healthy as he's. Hey, that bye week's a big thing. That buy that first round buy is huge. And and like even if. I mean, it's nice that you get guys healthy, but even just avoiding playing a game so you don't get more guys injured, like had the Bucks gotten a bye, which any other year they would have, their offensive line would be fully healthy, ready to go. Now, like two of their you know, key guys are banged up. Like that's a really big difference. Yeah, I agree. And also with Vaughn Miller, just Peyton said last night, he's the most athletic person I ever played football with. He said he would do his warm-ups with the outside linebackers, and then he would go cover one-on-ones with wide receivers. Oh. And he was able to do <laughs> what? Well, you know what I thought was interesting about the broadcast last night? Um, I, think it was, I think it was Russell Wilson who was saying it, that he basically didn't think Vaughn was really in shape at the beginning of the year. Hmm. And, like, which, you know, if you watched him, it kind of made sense. And it's not the kind of thing I could say, but like Russell Wilson says, you're like, well, it actually makes sense. So he may be probably at full strength and really in shape now more so than he was at any other point in the season. And I thought he looked I thought he looked really good last night. Hey, good on the Rams going all in, bringing him in, bringing Stafford in. Seems to be all working out. That's what I would like yeah. to see promoted in the NFL. So I hope success mm-hmm. continues to happen to these teams that are trying to make plays and go all in. Last question for me. I know the boys have a couple. You're in your car. Where are you going right now? This is not my question, but I am just naturally wondering what you're doing. Yeah, so Tuesdays are my off day. Uh, I am taking a ski lesson today. Off day. Wow. Oh, okay. I mean, awesome that you're skiing. Okay, really cool, but off day in the middle of the season. I'll never sleep. It's about a fucking playoff. You know, look, there's always reporting to be done, and I'll have my phone, but so I, I've been a snowboarder for the last five years. My kids are skiers. Um, they are Uh-oh. much faster than me. And I do not like to be slow, and I want to ski with them. So I'm ditching the snowboard, and I'm learning to ski. So this is my second lesson, and I'm terrible. How was wow. that first one was bad, huh? A lot of ass or a lot of cross, like almost blew your knee out, ankle out? How'd you? Uh, no, it was just, you know, you're on the, on the little hill. So it's real embarrassing. Bunny Hill. Bunny Hill. But did you get down to the Bunny Hill or no? Did you get down good? You yeah, got you, back? Got, you got down. And then hopefully today I'll go up on the big mountain and that'll really feel good. Whoa. You know, the first time I went skiing, the only time I went skiing, we were a little fucked up. It was at West Virginia. <laughs> we're on uh, 
Probably not a little booze. What? Probably a little beer. What? Probably some vitamins. What? Some in the group, I believe, were on some uppers as well. What? It was quite a party out there on the mountain. What? Not me. I'm not one of those guys. I was on heavily vitamin dosage with uh, brujas. But we accidentally got off. It was my first time on uh, full skis. We accidentally go off to a uh, uh, down a trail, and we get to something called the face. Ooh. And I believe that is a, uh, I don't remember, purple or black? Black diamond. Black I think it's diamond. a black diamond or something like that. First time skiing. And we just, you know, we all almost died except for me. I went straight down all the way to the lodge. Couldn't stop. Took the skis off, said, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> I was scared to death. I was scared to and death. that was it? Yeah, that was it. That was the first time. Boom. All the way down last time. Haven't been on since. Scared the shit out of me. But we're all fucked up. Some guys got, uh, some guys had like their poles in the middle of the face. They had to hike back up and grab their poles. Oh, yeah, and shit. Sure. I mean, it was a full. Yard sale. Yeah, it was a full scene. <laughs> Hope that doesn't happen to you today, dude. Hope- yeah, good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Appreciate yeah. it. Oh, thank you. Don't die out there. We need you. I mean, playoffs, Tuesday, day off. I respect it. Boomer Esiason does not, though. No Just want to let you know that. Uh, <laughs> does he the- not? Did he say something about my skiing? Well, well, maybe. I don't know if he's heard about your terrible skiing, but uh, you have an off day. Yeah, you're taking days off. Yeah. Now. Figure Boomer. it out, dude. Hey, get a boomer work ethic one time, mm-hmm. okay? Let's get to uh, my last question before the boys. Uh, the COVID testing, they just stopped doing that? Or did they say, <laughs> hey, we need all negative tests? How, how did this... How did everything just kind of stop? Is it because the natural progression of the research that you did on the variant out of... Uh, Africa called South Africa. Uh, South Africa. But I think it was before that. Wasn't it somewhere else? I think it was Botswana, Botswana. first. Botswana first, then South Africa. And I know you were looking at the uh, the bell curves on how the Omicron ran down there and how long it was expected to potentially run in America. Is, it, is this just a natural progression of Omicron dying off and people not being as positive? Or does it just feel like the NFL isn't having any positives in the most important time of the season? Uh, I would say a little bit of both, but probably more of the second. So, like, so many people got it. I mean, so many people got it. So it makes sense that there are fewer, fewer people getting it. You know, the only testing now, there's spot testing, which is just random, you know, no symptoms. Or IQVIA. Yep. IQVIA, yeah. that mm-hmm. company out of uh, Carolina that's worth yep. uh, $11 billion? Yes. I think that was wrong. Wow. They do a great like a, job. Oh, and then there's, yeah, and then there's the other one where basically you say, all right, I have symptoms, test me. And like, you know, it would make some sense if come playoff time, fewer people would be tested. No. Everybody gets tested. Just Wait a minute. No, whoa, 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 whoa. We had, whoa, whoa, Ian, you and I had full conversations. And at the beginning, people were self-reporting that entire thing. You're saying now you're a little bit worried the players aren't self-reporting. You don't think they care about health? Uh, I think they care a lot about health. Now, there's also a lot of good precautions being taken in the building with outdoor meetings, with masking up. So a lot of good things are happening as well. Okay. And I hope, by the way, that is not just happening in NFL locker rooms. I hope maybe, you know, that's happening in the world, too. Yeah, that's right. You know? Yeah. Maybe the whole world get. Nice. Did we beat COVID, dude? Oh, we might have. Well, did we beat COVID, dude? I did hear someone earlier like in the God. week say that they were very close to the end. So who? 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 Just who said yeah. That? Who said that? Oh, someone well, on the television. Now you know. I don't want to say any names, but <laughs> you they know, didn't get the shot, they Which network? Well, listen, don't even, Ian. That's even don't worse, you, yeah. by the way. Yeah. I, I think what you just tried to do was even worse. Uh, okay, Tony, your question, pal. Uh, Ian, a few weeks ago, you are saying, hey, 
Steelers are going with a veteran quarterback this offseason. I feel like it was your report this weekend that said, fucking Mason Ruoff and Dewey Haskins are in play. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, um, I would say the way it was explained to me is this. Like, could the Steelers trade for a veteran? I guess anything is possible. And there's been a show. It's kind of like an internet show, but it's also radio that kind of stoked some of the fires about Aaron Rodgers maybe going to the Steelers. And I think that kind of got people talking. It was your show, Pat. Um, and, awesome. yeah, you was you guys. And, you know, the more calls Don't I made, the more Don't be spreading was like, misinformation on this on. program. No, no, no. We're just talking about what's going on out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, so it seems very unsteeler. Like, I did some research. They have only traded a first-rounder for a player one time. And it actually turned out to be less than one because it was for Minka Fitzpatrick. Could they do it? Yes. Drum Could this. the new GM want to go a different way than Kevin Colbert, I guess. But Colbert will be in charge through the draft, so he's going to be the one pulling the strings. So it seems unsteeler like to give up everything for some veteran. So the way it was explained to me was um, it would be Mason Rudolph and Haskins, who Tomlin likes Haskins, and then someone in the draft. And they draft in the 20s, so... We'll see who ends up getting there. Hmm. Maybe Corral, maybe Kenny Pickett. Uh, maybe Kenny Pickett, who's on the other side of the building to know a lot about. Okay. Let's talk about those veteran quarterbacks that you're referring to there. Russell Wilson, I didn't see the Manning cast last night. I had passed out by the time he got on, or I might have been back on the broadcast. I'm not 100% sure. I'll watch it back so I know more. He's out of Seattle. Is that is that the He is out of Seattle, and is he definitely on the market now? Is that what everybody's expecting? Uh, he didn't talk about it last night. He said go uh, Hawks, kinda, though, right? Yeah. Eli kind of dropped the ball there. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. He usually does. Eli usually asks some good questions, but he did not this time. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was Jeez. told Jarvis. over the last couple of days that Russell Wilson wants to explore his options. Yeah. He's not going to demand a trade. He's not going to ask to be traded. He just wants to see what's out there. Kind of a similar situation to last year where his agent mentioned four teams that he wasn't saying he would want to go there, but if he was going somewhere, those would be the teams he'd be okay going to. Of course. Um, and I just don't know how willing Seattle is to deal him. Uh, my colleague Mike Garofolo reported last week that Seattle plans on keeping him. And, I mean, it's sort of like last year. Like, does, does Pete Carroll want to start over at 71? Does he want to rebuild at 71? Like, I just... I don't know. I have a hard time seeing that, but we'll see what they end up doing. And nobody's knowing any information, right? Because the owner isn't telling anybody shit. Well, that meeting happened, and they basically came out of it with sort of like status quo. Hey, did you so weasel your way in that... there? What's that? Did you weasel your way in there? Are you all in the know in there? Did uh, has that um, happen? Have you cracked the I had moat? a couple sources. I wasn't physically there, but I was there in spirit. Wow. Oh, wow. you feel good about it. Because what was that like a week or two ago? Yeah. Nobody knows anything about Jody Allen, I yeah, believe. Right. Jody Allen has this she thing. Doesn't talk. She doesn't talk yeah. to anybody. She hey, media, I don't care if you know or don't know what we're gonna do. Now you're saying you cracked the code, huh? You got in there, you started punching some stuff in, you put the bridge over top of the moat, you got within the castle of the Jody. Uh, you feel good about your reporting now at Seattle, we should trust this. And does anybody else have any information other than you? Uh, I would say the little pieces of information are kind of sliding their way out of there. I do appreciate the visual of the bricks over the moat because that took me back. But that was, uh, yeah, I thought that was a nice job there. No, I, I got uh, morsels. But, you know, I would say similar to last season, we are not going to stop talking about Russell Wilson until he says, I'm definitely back there. Go Hawks. He did say go Hawks last night. 
but he didn't say I'm definitely back. So we'll see what ends up. Wow. I love the media actually listens to the end of that interview. He said, go Hawks. Well, <laughs> I mean, just put on Instagram, light at the end of the tunnel. Was that Team three social department or mm. was that actually Russell? You know, you have to guess where every, all this information is coming from. A couple more questions. We can't thank you enough for delaying your ski lesson, it sounds like. Yeah. We need to get you off the bunny hill anyways for the good of our show and for you. Oh, yeah. So we don't mean to take up your time here. Go ahead, Ty. Rap sheet, I saw Leftwich got an interview with the Bears and Kellen Moore's lined up a couple interviews. People saying Dan Quinn. Uh, what's going on in the coaching searches department? When can we start seeing the ball roll? Uh, start to roll on that a little bit? Uh, okay, so the most immediate thing is the Giants are bringing in guys for second GM interviews. Joe Shane from the Bills is in there now. Ryan Poles from the Chiefs is going to go in as well. I think there might be one more. So they're accelerating that. Then they're going to do the coaching search. Uh, so, you know, I would say next couple of days we'll get some news on the Giants. Um, Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore both have several interviews this week. Denver and Quinn seem to be – there seem to be some mutual interest there. Ooh. they got a good slate of things, and I know they're going to take their time, but um, they – both seem interested in dancing, let's say. Okay. Um, oh, the Raiders so now have an opening, tank. and do that. Um, That's a you know, they've already put in a couple of requests. Gerard Mayo That's got a request. I would expect Todd Bowles to get one as well. Leftwich interviews with the Bears, and they're going to try to do the GM and coach sort of together thing Whoa. where they see if they maybe want to get to know each other. Mm. Um, and then Houston, you know, still going. They interviewed Heinz Ward over the weekend. That was kind of interesting. Cool. Jonathan Gannon is interviewing today, so a lot of sort of dancing, but not a lot of, you know, the stuff that comes after the dancing. What comes after the dancing? The um, repartee. The walk home and then the kiss on the cheek. Oh, you're talking about the consummation of the dance. Uh, I mean. Rap sheet. Yeah. Are you a good dancer? However people decide to do it in their own houses. Hey, rap, you tear down a dance floor, dude? Uh. In my uh, in my younger days, I went to Columbia, so we would frequent a club or two, and I would, I would, I would do my thing a little bit. Columbia. I heard about those Columbia clubs. Oh, oh yeah. Oh no, you go downtown, say. you get to like the oh, tunnel oh, or something yeah. like that. And, hey now. Yeah, it's a good time. Where is Columbia? Is that in D.C., New York? New York City. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, so really? it's uptown. Oh. Then you'd go downtown for the clubs. It's Ooh. quiet uptown. You know what I mean? <laughs> huh? Yes, I still. I, that is an incredible pull, actually. Good Thank job. you. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, dude. Just like my country guy, yeah, yeah. Connor. What's going on? Yeah, rap sheet. Please tell me that there was some sort of meeting between the referees and the NFL <laughs> after what happened this past weekend. And are there going to be any changes going forward? I think they're going to, you know, take a look at some possible changes but i don't get the sense anything major is happening i don't get the sense who how do i get in the room where it happened dude let's just keep these going how do i get in there okay and how can i lay out to them how much better the game would be if we just did it exactly how the fucking xfl did it how, how do we go about doing it? and even if they don't which, want it to which, be which uh which way it's what are you talking about Okay, there was somebody with an Xbox controller yep. who was very well versed with the Xbox controller, mm -hmm. able to run their life with both thumbs. That's my problem. I can't do that. That's why I'm bad at gaming. I have to do the Oculus, which is full body stuff. There's somebody in there with incredible thumb dexterity, zooming in, sh sh cutting in, running 
uh, uh, fast forward, slow motion, replay, zooming in, zooming out, and then talking to the ref who was standing on the field right next to me going, oh, they did not catch the ball. They did not fumble the ball. We're going to overturn that call. No big deal. It took six, seven seconds. Literally. That's all it took. And everybody understood exactly why and how the decision was made. The NFL doesn't have to have this person on a mic or on a camera, but there has to be an ability for somebody just to get a goddamn controller up there in every single stadium and train young people to be able to do this and see this whole thing and just boom, boom, run it back and say, your call was wrong, your call was right, and let's just move. Replay assist seems to be like a part of that, but then replay assist called it a catch, and then it was replay assist was challenged and then overturned last night. They... This is a clusterfuck, Ian, and we need to get it fixed. We need to get it fixed for the good of the refs and for the good of the game. I mean, I I think there's going to be some interesting discussions on should refs be full-time. And and I don't, you know, some not everybody agrees that that would actually help. Uh, Uh, Those people need to stop making decisions. It's not like they don't know the rules, right? I mean, it's not like they aren't in position. It's just, I don't know, it's... It has been a difficult year with officiating. I'm not going to lie on that. I would say that's that's a universal thought. Hey, is it is that every year? Do we do? Is this every? We asked. Uh, I think I, Pereira this like week seven. Is it like is this worse than every other year? It feels like we're talking about it more. And he said this is every year. I I I, I was text uh, Garofalo and Pelissero, my buddies, during the game, our little group chat, and I asked the same thing last night. I'm like, do we just do this every year? Yeah, and what um, they say. You know, and I don't know the I don't know the answer to that, but it does it does seem like there'll be some meaningful discussions <laughs> after the season, hopefully to improve it. And um, yeah, it was not not a great weekend when it comes to that. Hey, we appreciate you joining us. Does Pelissero actually text or does it come through the Neuralink? Does it say like sent via Neuralink? Neuralink yeah. Yeah. yeah, voice message. Yeah, it just he just thinks it and it just goes right into the phone. Wow. He is unbelievable. You guys got quite a team over there. We can't thank you enough for joining us. Enjoy the Bunny Hill. We hope you learn how to ski so you can keep up with the kids. You're the absolute best. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. Biggest out is a man who won back-to-back MVPs of the biggest league in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, this man has home field advantage all through the playoffs up there in Lambeau Field. Green Bay Packers quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah! What's up, dude? Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, we are just talking about me doing a lot of be here now thoughts to myself about how lucky I am to be alive in the life that I'm living. And I think, you know, that a lot of that might revolve around the conversations and the books that you've been pitching in my life, dude. Well, you're welcome. But I hear it's more than that. I hear you've been playing golf with Tebow down in Florida or something. Well, working yeah. on that swing or what? Well, I have been working on my swing, you know, and I don't want to hit the – I'll put the ball in the green if I have to, you know. And if there's a chance to get tackled by Tim Tebow after a great golf shot, I will absolutely, you know, hopefully show up in a big one. You're an asshole. You are. You're absolute. Well, I was, well, it's, it's what I heard. What happened? Well, I don't know. Did AJ tell you that? AJ told you. <laughs> All right, let's move along. Let's move along. We don't have a lot of time here in the middle of a hey, work. How you doing? Keep it moving. Yeah, how you doing? Keep it moving. I wish I was there. You know, I would have shown up for Tebow. Oh, yeah. Oh, if that was me, I would have done that and maybe get tackled in the water. Is there any gators in that water? I mean, that shouldn't be talked about going forward, but you're right. Just the Lord. Uh, just the Lord in there. And Lord Savior in there. Aaron, let's, uh, let's talk about this week. You're in the middle of a work day right now. You're playing on Saturday, so today is Wednesday. We appreciate some of your time. How's the vibe around the building? You're getting a lot of guys back. It's playoff football. This is what you work all year for. I assume the Packers team's ready to fucking go. Yeah, yeah. It's been a nice, nice week off. Uh, 
you know, got to watch some football. Guys got to get a little bit healthier, I think, and it's good to be back on the practice field. It was, a, you know, kind of warm day out of practice, like in the, I don't know, low 20s. After last Friday's minus 15 wind chill, it was, you know, pretty, pretty brisk, pretty nice. But it's, you know, it's good to be back at work. There's eight teams left, you know, out of 32 still playing. Fun to be one of those eight. Got to figure out how to, how to be uh, one of the four left after this weekend. Hey, do you guys pay attention to um, all of this talk about how the Niners are the scariest team and they have the formula to beat you and all this? Is that anything that before anyone even has to bring up? I mean, I hope not. Uh, look, it's the best The best four teams in the NFC are still left. Um, you know, we played two of them this season. Uh, you know, it's... it's uh, it's all about how you're playing and, and how healthy you are late in the season. Those are teams that make the run. Niners been been playing really well. We played them early in the season. We were one and one. It was an important game for us. And, you know, we pulled it out right at the end and they're at their place uh, with a 51-yarder by Mason. Um, you know, it's, they're a big physical football team. they got a lot of playmakers. Um, a couple guys banged up on defense, so we'll see what, what uh, what's the status with those guys. But everybody's good at this time. Everybody has a recipe to beat everybody else. You know, there's there's a reason there's four teams left, and it's these four in the NFC. Same in AFC. Everybody's got a recipe that they've figured out to win football games, and uh, they're going to put it on the field on, on Saturday, and, and uh, you know, we're going to put our recipe and, and see who comes out on top. Did you watch Wild Card Weekend? Do you watch all the games? Do you get trapped in that? Do you, is it hard not to just start breaking down film and predicting who you're potentially going to play and might run into? And the four out of the six games being blowouts, expected, not expected? Is there that big of a differential between the top teams and the bottom teams that are in the playoffs, you think? Well, you know, they, they wanted to obviously add a seventh uh, – the seventh team, uh, the seventh team, I don't believe has won yet um, since they've since they've done that. Uh, you know, obviously the the two seeds are used to getting buys. They both had uh, you know big uh, blowout wins. Um, I thought the other games were pretty competitive uh, for the most part. Um, you know, four or five is is always you know kind of a pick 'em. It seems like, uh, and it was division opponents uh, on our side. Um, so yeah, you know there were there were a couple good games, a couple blowouts, but we knew that our opponent uh, could have the possibility of being determined on Sunday, and if that was so, we'd play Saturday. If not, we'd have the winner Monday. So either way, you know it'd be a six-day week uh, for our opponent, you know, which is nice being the high seed and having to have them come to us. But uh, but no, it was you know I, I, we're all football fans. I think for the most part, so it's fun watching the game. There's definitely some interesting things that happened and interesting calls along the way too. Uh, by the refs and by coaches, I assume you're referring to. So we'll dive into that at some point. How come, in your eyes, you've been around the NFL a long time, uh, played in a lot of big time games, have won a lot of things, back to back MVPs? Congratulations! Yeah. Hell yeah! Bye, Aaron's looking around. He's like, "You guys don't want one of these? No. How about one of these? In the last two years. What? 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 MVP last year. What? What? MVP this year. What? What? Am I going back to waterfall jumping in the offseason? Probably. What? what? I mean, you got to do what you got to do, dude. But why do you think some teams have the ability to withstand the drop-offs that happen to a lot of teams late in the season? I mean, a lot of people are talking about the Cardinals, and obviously DeAndre Hopkins gets hurt. But what do you think it is about some teams that are able to win those close games or continue to go on and have success? for some of the teams that lay eggs. Do you have any thoughts on that and why that potentially happens? No, I mean, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Belief is one, for sure. Confidence, obviously, is a part of that belief. Uh, 
mental toughness. You know, there's some people that don't believe in mental toughness. Uh, you know, I think mental toughness is kind of a broad term for a lot of different uh, uh, characteristics like focus, like uh, determination, work ethic, all these different things that kind of go into that ability to kind of put your best uh, best ball on the field and then get through adversity. Teams, you know, I think that are still standing have all, f- have all faced adversity throughout the season uh, in various forms. Uh, the Niners have been in a playoff mode the last few weeks, obviously having to beat uh, the Rams uh, to get in and then, uh, you know, going on the road and beating the Cowboys. Um, you know, the Tampa Bay has obviously had a lot of injuries uh, and, and dealt with their own adversity. Same with the, the uh, L.A. Rams, who, you know, almost lost the division, went from the two seed to the four seed, um, you know, in the last week of the season playing play the Niners. So, uh, I think the the best teams that are left are all very strong mentally teams, and teams that know how to win. You know these these type of games. So it's kind of big boy football at this point, and there's four great teams left uh, who all you know have different ways of getting it done, and and we're lucky to be hosting this game. Hey, Jimmy Garoppolo, the opposing quarterback for the Niners, he's coming in. He's got a a torn ligament in his thumb, and I'm just curious if you have you ever had any issues with your throwing hand, not your shoulder, like your actual hand, whether it be broken fingers or torn ligaments, and how difficult that could be. And also, we're hearing the high is like one Saturday night in Lambeau, which means it'll be below zero with wind chill. Like, also, how could that affect? And can you imagine being out there throwing when your hand is messed up too? Yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be uh, definitely something that'll be difficult. Uh, you know, it's always difficult to throw when it gets really, really cold. If you have some sort of ailment with your hand, I would assume that would make it a little more difficult too. Farby, I know, broke his thumb and kept playing and and would talk about, you know, tell some stories from that year from time to time about how difficult it was to get your grip on a ball that's even slicker and feels uh, fuller. Um, but yeah, I broke my finger, index finger, my first uh, start of my career uh, at Illinois uh in the second quarter i was we were running 750 gator and i came up to throw the backside post and my right tackle was about six seven and i threw it and hit my hand uh on his helmet broke my finger and came to the sideline i told coach tedford uh hey I, you know i think i broke my finger he said i don't give a shit you're not coming out <laughs> <laughs> I, I said okay yeah no i wasn't t- saying i was going to i just you know want you to know that you know I think I might have broke this thing. He said, "Just get out there." And then the next week, he was he was great, and that's why I love about coach because he could always inspire me in the best ways. He said, "Okay, look, you might have a broken finger. You can miss one day of practice, and then if you don't practice the rest of the week, you're not playing." So, so here I am with a you know a distal fracture on my index finger, and I you know got to sit out on I think Monday, right? And then Tuesday, I was right back out there practicing because that's that's what we do. So, it definitely made it difficult at times to throw it. Um, I think as far as fingers that would be most difficult, uh, you know, pinky is you know pinky and ring and middle are obviously less important than than the you know the pointer and the thumb. So pointer and thumb would definitely make it a little more difficult in the cold if they're if they're you know banged up. Hey, that turtleneck's coming out, huh? Hell yeah, yeah. Is it going to be below thirty-two? Oh yeah, well, he's going to be below yeah. zero. <laughs> I think we're the dicky, right? Oh, maybe wear one of those scuba suits like yeah. Mac Jones had. Yeah. One of those ones like this and Tom Brady has. You know what I mean? What? Hi. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, Ty. Aaron, 
you guys playing them in week four already this year. Is there really anything you can take away from that game, like when you're preparing for this weekend, or is it kind of, you know, that was so far ago, you guys are, are different teams now. Is there really anything, like in the film or the preparation, that you'll take from that week four game against the 49ers? Yeah, Ty, I think you have to, because you have to look at the arc of, of teams. You know, teams uh, will play certain ways throughout the season, and it's nice to see who's playing in that early time, how are they playing, and then look at games in the middle and then at the end to see if there's some sort of commonality about the uh, the style of play or the or the way people certain uh, players are playing or what type of coverages they're doing because every year a team is going to find those specific concepts uh, or personnel packages that seem to work the most. It's just an analytics game now. You're going to see uh, what the percentages are on if you're playing nickel or dime or base to sub, or cross-matching, or certain coverages, or what type of pressures you like. And, and teams will you know, come up with tendencies, both offensively and defensively, on, on things that, that have gotten to this point. That's why when it comes down to these games, it's all about the execution in those moments and which guys can step up and make those, those uh, big-time plays to get you over the hump. And every single defense is one that you try to calculate in before every single – is every single snap a full calculation in your head? And how exhausting does that get? No, I mean, it's, it's kind of autopilot at some point with some of it, the calculations. And obviously, if it's a run play, there's a few less calculations. But, you know, I think that the whole, the whole process is becoming an expert of what you're doing and then being able to see the other side of the ball and then be able to put it all together. And that's, that's the growth of a quarterback um, from a young player to a, a savvy veteran. Um, and once you get to the point where you can put it all together on every snap, you know, then your mind is, is making calculations, um, but it, you know, uh, subconsciously almost, and, and you're kind of on autopilot a little bit with some of that uh, information download and, and uh, uh, kind of stream of consciousness when you're out there. So, um, yeah, I mean, you, you're always evaluating uh, situations, but you have to leave room. The most important thing to me, I think, is you got to leave room for those instincts. You got to leave room for the ability to react in the moment uh, appropriately based on the visualization process, the study of your plan, study of the opponent, and then the uh, reliance on uh, intuition and feel and uh, instincts in those moments. So we talked to you a couple weeks ago about, you know, uh, you said you were just enjoying ball. Like, hey, you love ball, right? And then you talk about how if you change anything in the playoffs, that means you weren't doing things right all year long, and the Packers ain't going to be changing shit. All right? We ain't panicking or anything. But is there a different feel going into each meeting of this playoff week, especially for you with everything going on with the Packers? Is there a different feeling of, like, uh, enjoying every single moment? Not that you didn't have it before, but is there anything different in the playoffs for you mentally going in? Uh, not really. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, uh you're already trying to enjoy it. I think the pers right perspective is how special these opportunities are individually. Like I said before, there's eight teams that are still playing. There's 24 that you know are, are into their off season. Um, that's pretty special. Uh, how do we make sure that we're one of the four that moves on uh, after this weekend? Uh, because then that's a special feeling, and we've been there many times. And then how do we make sure from that four we're one of the final two? Um, and give ourselves an opportunity to lift the trophy. So I think in the process of that, it's it's not bad to to manifest those things, to think about those things, to imagine yourself in those situations, um, and also still having a, a great uh, acute focus on the task at hand and how special this opportunity is and, and this moment and this game on Saturday night. 
against a great opponent, a very well coached football team with great players on both sides of the ball. Um, so I think that's how I'm, that's how I'm approaching it. I think we got good leadership on this team. It's exciting seeing some of the guys who are coming back and and knowing how special uh, they are and, and the impact they can have. And then you know we just got to find a way to put it all together uh, for 60 minutes with our guys who've been playing and our guys who haven't been playing as much. Hey, how's the toe feel now after some time off? And also, are you gonna, are you ever going to let people know? how you did this. I think Pat and I said you were kicking a heavy bag, and I think some people may have ran with that. I don't know what the case is, but I figure you're hiding it for a reason. Well, you called Dr. Joe Rogan, and he said, well, you need to take the, uh, the antibodies. Uh-huh. You need to do this, and also beat the fuck out of a, ki- uh, a jiu-jitsu bag. Yep. Yep. That's what Dr. Joe Rogan does. That guy brings the... And he had this donkey kick I seen. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that what happened, or was it a, a table? Was it a chair at the middle of the night? You had to go pee because you're so hydrated? So they ran with that, but they didn't run with AJ's statement about uh, you know hurting it while I was smoking DMT with hmm. Dr. Joe Rogan. Isn't that what you said, AJ? I feel like at I mean, one I, point you said That's that. still out there. You didn't deny it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of ideas out there potentially. But will, will we ever know how it happened? And is it something that was just like, uh, you know, middle of the night, stub your toe, holy shit. Is that COVID toe? No, I actually just fractured my <laughs> shit. Is, that, is that, are we ever going to find out? <laughs> Look, man, I told you I didn't have COVID toe, and I heard it during – covid so it was a covid injury covid uh, time injury but not covid toe and i think that's all that needs to be said Mm. um as far as how it's feeling uh it feels really good there's still some uh achiness uh from time to time but uh, i think at this point i'm as close to uh 100 as i'm gonna get uh, for the rest for the rest of the season so it's not an issue i've been practicing every single day now um you know there's a little discomfort but I feel good. Hey, we appreciate you. We know you got to get back to work. You have an interview with Kay Adams coming up. Uh, she's very excited for it, obviously. Mm-hmm. She enjoys these segments massively. Already, that one's already done. That one's already – that's in the can, yeah. How'd it go? Did we get some good shit out of that? Did you sign an extension and tell her or anything like, anything like that? We got any good stuff coming? Well, you guys – yeah, you guys have ruined uh, interviewing me, right? That's mm-hmm. what Kay said. That's yeah. Because I admit so much on this show to you boys. <laughs> it's, it's hard for anybody else to – uh, to ask questions or to do follow-ups. What? Why? 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 For instance, I hope she got how you injured your toe. You know, that is yeah. an outstanding mm-hmm. issue that we have not checked off the box. We can't wait to watch you and the boys on Saturday night. Good luck. Stay warm. Uh, we'll see you next week, brother. All right. Sounds good, guys. Take hey, care. Hey, by the way. Next week, we got a, we got a good book. for sure. Oh, you read it? You've been yeah, reading it? From the Book of Mark? Absolutely, dude. I've been reading little uh, little uh, verses and, and uh, some stuff mm-hmm. all day. It's been Connor, have you, did Connor break that down for you yet or not? Uh, yeah, we were actually just talking about the three subtleties, if you recall. Oh, yeah, the yeah. three subtleties. It's not just like not caring because that's a psychopath. Mm-hmm. And we're not trying to be a psychopath. We just got the subtleties yeah. of somebody that it gives casual fucks as opposed to no fucks. Anyways, you've been dominating all year. Congrats on another MVP. Good luck this weekend. We can't wait to watch. You're the best. All right, thanks, guys. See you. How'd you tell, dude? <laughs> <laughs> so sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The People at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions. Hey, 
and millions of dollars to their users. FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sportsbook going for a lot of reasons, most of them what I just said. Uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel, obviously. There are so many different ways to win. There's more things to bet on. Their boosts seem to always hit, which is just fucking themselves over time and time again. Uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook, and you will too. If you haven't used it yet, use it now. Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel. Shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. Joining us from his attic in Ohio via Zoom uh-huh. call Jesus. because he took a trip back in time just yesterday. Ladies and gentlemen, college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup champion, COVID survivor, AJ Hall. Oh my God. You should see. Uh, how's it going? So how's it look? Oh, this Terrible. is cool, man. I didn't know you were Amish. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, sweet, bro. bro. Standard Def, AJ Hawk. Welcome to 1990. 480p. Sweet, dude. My oh, my God. God. What is that blur of white skin <laughs> over here? Is that a hue? Oh, that's AJ. Oh, my God. Good to see you, dude. Shout out to you living in the colonial times. Hey, thanks hey. for coming on the show today. It's not me, buddy. I tell you, I didn't take it. I'm trying to go back in time and de-update my computer and try to get this stupid thing off of here so I can actually use a mic, but unfortunately, forces are against me right now, but I'll keep moving. Oh my god, you look like one of those lip dubs, the way you're speaking, your mouth, and the words. Oh, you you don't deserve this, AJ. Okay. What's going on? You all right, dude? I'm good. I can't tell if you're serious or not, but I'm good. No, we're serious. Hold on, speak it. I think we lost sound. I yeah, no, I didn't hear that last God part. God damn it. Again, AJ, are you shitting me? Is the sound I promise you, I'm not jumping in this game. I am not doing this with you. <laughs> what? what is he I, saying? Yeah. Not your we clock. see your lips moving, <laughs> but we don't hear anything. Yeah. <laughs> what, AJ? Not your clown, Bob. What are you saying? <laughs> Do, can anybody? Oh, now we really can't. Oh, now we can't get Get muted. All right, let's get to it. Hey, the Cardinals got their fucking asses beat last night, dude. They they've looked like a completely different team since DeAndre Hopkins got hurt. And I know he's a hell of a ball player, but in the NFL, people are going to get hurt all the time. It's how you adjust to that and kind of move on. They snuck into the playoffs because of how they were earlier in the year. And Cliff Kingsbury has a stat that is not great towards the back half of the season. He lost five out of the last six this year, five out of the last seven two years ago, and then like seven out of the last nine three years ago or something like that. Actual stats of Cliff Kingsbury's career as the Arizona Cardinals head coach. What is it? Why is it? And are you just more? Should we be more impressed with the Rams? Obviously, they looked unbelievable. But the Cardinals have just been a different squad. I don't know what it is. But definitely losing Hopkins is a huge loss for them. But it shouldn't. I guess everything else shouldn't have fallen fallen apart around him. I mean, I don't know. Like, what did Kyler say after the game? Did you guys play any of his audio? Did you see what he what he had to say? I don't think we even. I didn't see no, it. I thought no. he did something with the phase up boys before That's what I thought. face clamp. Face clamp. Sorry. Phase. Phase. Come on, man. <laughs> Little respect. You know, same thing. People are saying they should have played to the game. Why? What? That's what people are saying. Not mine. That ain't my face, Clay. Face, Face, boys. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was under pressure a lot all night. I mean, I I do have to give a ton of credit to the Rams' defense. They were awesome. Vaughn Miller looks like he is peaking at the right time. Absolutely. When he chased down old buddy 
on the little bubble Rondell screen. Rondell Moore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeez, yep. like that was awesome. Rondell Moore could fly. So watching Vaughn and what year is this for him? 11, 12? I don't know. Like watch him chase a dude down was crazy. Did you hear what Peyton said about him? Peyton said, uh, Peyton said he's the most athletic teammate he's ever had. He used to do individual and warm-ups, you know, with outside linebackers. And then he would go do one-on-ones with receivers at defensive end outside linebacker. Yeah. And he was like, he would win too. It's not like he's playing there. So watching him track and close and then watching him getting game winning sacks two weeks ago. Now he's getting into the groove of things. Aaron Donald is still going to be Aaron Donald regardless. And if you look at that Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive line, Werfs is on one leg right now with a high ankle, I believe is yeah. what happened to him. Jensen got banged up. They're both going to play because they're incredibly tough. Iowa tough. Hell yeah. And then uh, Central Arkansas, where'd Jensen go? Jensen went some smaller school. He's a fucking tough guy too. They're going to play. But this is not the right time to have a banged up offensive line, especially if you're Tom Brady. And it might be the perfect time for the Rams to seize the opportunity of, hey, they got a lot of superstars, a lot of eyeballs. This is the playoffs. They might play their best football going forward. And congrats to Matthew Stafford getting a big-time win last night. That was huge for Stafford. How does Foxy feel about that? Is Foxy still happy for him? Oh, yeah, I'm pretty fired up. You know, I just thought Stafford stunk, but all he did this year was be top three in pass yards, top three in touchdowns, and win the hardest division in football. And win a playoff game. He needed this one. He really did. What? He only Tiles. needed 17 attempts, too. That's what's crazy. Like, they blew him out, and he only threw the ball Yeah, that's what happens times. when you give him a run game, a defense, and a good coach. It never happened in Detroit. Now look at what he's doing now. 202 yards passing on 17 attempts. I think he won 15 and 17, 14 and 17, 13, whatever yeah. it was of 17. 202 yards. Two tuds passing, one to Coop. Uh, Cooper Cup, hell of a catch. Yeah. That was an incredible catch. And obviously, Odell Beckham Jr. continues to live his best life catching a touchdown, having a pass. But Cam Akers is a goddamn dog i mean that was a lot of fun to watch him get going i don't think we knew enough about him or talked enough about him this season he got hurt obviously but what a fucking addition he was to the squad uh 17 13 to 17 202 yards two pass tds one rush dd that by the way why did we have to go to a commercial break <laughs> yeah foolish and review that to then kick the extra point to then uh-huh. kick off to go to another commercial break it's like the way last night was handled was like the perfect depiction of what the fuck are we even doing? Everybody on earth, okay, that's watching. Doesn't matter if you're watching the Manning cast. Doesn't matter if you're watching Levy and the boys. Or I think even the NFL live crew had a watch along happening. And I think Dan Orlovsky will be joining us in about a minute, by the way. I think the NFL live crew had a watch along going on ESPN+. Plus. It doesn't matter where you're watching or how you're watching, whether it's standard def like AJ is currently in right now because he's on Zoom and he took a trip back in time. It was obvious to everybody as soon as you saw the overhead shot. Oh, that's a touchdown. No, no. He still has to challenge it. We still have to do the entire song and fucking dance. And then whenever we get back into it, the ref has to be told to give the announcement. It's like, why are we even wasting this time? And then you compound that on top of the catch ruling via replay assist where they're talking. And then McVeigh's like, "Uh, you're going to have to take another look at that. And then it gets overturned again. I mean, it was just last night was a comedy of errors in the entire refing process. And it was a blowout, so it's not that big of a conversation. But this shit's going to get, I mean, this is going to be a problem. And we're in the biggest time of the year right now. And they're not going to have it figured out ever. It's just going to be a continuing revolving door of cluster fuckery with that entire operation, dude. Don't you think, is it possible that they don't mind having some of these replays and doing this, we have to go to oh, break when it's obvious because it adds commercials. I mean, it adds more money that they can make and they can run with these commercials and it, it doesn't look like, oh, here's another TV, uh, here's another break for, for commercials here, like TV timeouts that people tend to hate. When The Rock was on, they went to 14 commercials, I feel like. Yeah, and there was no real flow for The Rock to get into with the Manning boys. I'm not happy about it. No. Me either. 
He still got his. He still got his plugs in. Hey, right. he was oh, a yeah. professional through yeah. that entire. Why thing. didn't they? So I, I think you guys talked about it, but when they discovered the the most intact dinosaur skull, the T Rex thing, why didn't Peyton or Eli say how much was that, Dwayne? Or let's follow up about this. Was that a dream yeah. to have a full fucking <laughs> actual dinosaur in your office? Uh, there's been conflicting reports on the internet. A lot of people have said that it was an anonymous purchase from The Rock and he spent like $31.8 million, I saw some people said, which maybe is the case because that's the most intact T-Rex in the history of T-Rexes. Right there, Stan is the man's name. And uh, yeah, it just kind of got glim glimpsed over or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because they knew the time was running short with The Rock. He's a very busy man. It's just... I don't know. There, there was a lot of follow-ups I had. No, he did follow me on Twitter last night. Whoa. <laughs> no hey big deal. Thank you, Dewey. You going to get weird now? You going to get self-conscious about what you put out? Well, I was thinking about it. He's going to follow today when we unload fucking 20 videos <laughs> right into his timeline here in the next, you know, three hours or whatever. Champagne Poppy still follow me on Instagram. Oh, let's go. We had one interaction. We had one interaction on there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he liked something. I uh, I responded to a story of his, and he liked it. Let's go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Drizzy. Fucking Drizzy. What's going on? Do dude? you have a bunch of notifications on to see that? What? Huh? Do you have a bunch of notifications on to check that? No. What are you talking about? I don't, I don't know. I've never checked if someone's like liked something or how. Or yeah, never you're, you're terrible at the dig internet. Dig into it. You're not yeah, DMing. Yeah, yeah, Drake, you, dude. Yeah, you're terrible at the internet. The only thing you do is just creep and stalk and accuse, uh, uh, ac accuse people of... Terrible things. Yeah, heinous things. On the internet. That's all you do on the internet. You're not very interactive on it. He's got notifications on for a few people. Uh, joining us now is a man who dominates no, the quarterback guru-ness on the television. If this man says it, it must be right. Guy who's in the NFL for a long, long time, one of the hosts of NFL Live, our friend from ESPN, Dan Orlovsky! Hey, that looks like a Jeep. Jeep wave to you, pal. A little Jeep wave to you, Dan. <laughs> What's up, Jeep family? Hey. I gotta get it this way. My Jeep's not as good as your Jeep. I've seen your Jeep on social media. Yours runs. It's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't. AJ. I don't. AJ. Ooh. AJ's come on the show. I've been listening on the drive to work. He's he's come on with a little bit of a in the old booty hole right now. Oh, 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 Standard death looking ass over there in Ohio, he knows, he knows dude. The, what's going on? What's going on, AJ? Why are you in I, such hey, like a cranky mood? Dane, I take that as a compliment, so I don't know how you meant it. Uh, but yeah, it's playoff <laughs> football. I guess everybody's a little on edge, right? I don't know much about playoff football, so I have no idea how to re react in the playoffs. Oh, that's amazing. You've been crushing it, but let's talk about your lack of knowledge about playoff football. Matthew Stafford gets his first playoff win. Obviously, you know Matty well. You're in the same room as him. You're in Detroit with him. I assume you still contact with him. 17 attempts last night, obviously. 202 yards, two tuds passing, one rushing. Didn't need to review it. What are we even doing? We all see it in 4K. Uh, you have to be so pumped for your guy. It looks like they're humming right now why do you think that is the case and do you like him going into tampa yeah i'm super happy for him right because it breaks a little bit of the narrative about who he is as a player and whatnot and and obviously he understands kind of the pressure that came off of everything this offseason and the move and whatnot i think that you know the rams remind me a lot of who the buccaneers were honestly last year super talented football team but I had thought, I think a lot of people felt this way, that they weren't doing the right stuff scheme-wise to kind of not only allow them to play to, like, their strengths, but 
not be so exposed to their weaknesses. And uh, I think Sean's done a good job of getting back to some of the 2018 stuff, 2017 stuff that really made them good. And not only to help guys play well, again, Matthew and, and Odell and a guy like Tyler Higby at tight end, but you know the weakest part of their offense is the internal three guys of their offensive line. And uh, getting out of living in shotgun so much and putting Matthew under center and running the football a little bit more and utilizing the play-action pass has not only helped him and some of the receivers, but also it's just protected some of their offensive line. So I think that's the big part. I think Cam Akers is huge. You know, like Cam looked – his vision and his physical play, his physical running last night I think is really big going into next week. I feel good about them going to Tampa. The reality is that Sean should feel good. I think the last two times they've played, Sean's beaten them. They've scored a ton of points. Obviously, they played this year and they – hung a ton on them and we'll see what Tristan Wirfs health is like I don't think Tampa can win if Tristan Wirfs doesn't play um so I just think he's that important to them so yeah they should feel good it's a huge game obviously hey what about last night what happened to Kyler Murray and the Cardinals offense like what is it is it the Rams defense was just out of their mind like what what do you think went on there are they dead uh, you, what it was, was a coach not knowing the most important thing to start every single football game, in my opinion. Here we go. Thank you. You Dan. go into every game, and the number one question you ask, you should ask yourself as an offensive mind is, can we block their front? And if you can, great. You got an opportunity to do basically whatever you want, at least try. If you cannot, every single play call should be about all right, we can't block him. What do we do? Like, all right, we can't. So two things I didn't like out of Cliff last, Cliff last night were it seemed every passing play in the first half of that game was trying to get chunks, throws downfield because, well, the Rams don't have their safeties in. I don't care if I'm playing safety. You can't block their front. You can't hold the ball long enough to take those shots downfield. And, and then the run game was just right at the defensive line of the, the Rams. Like, you, you thought you were going to push around Aaron Donald and run the football at him. That's not – you just can't do that if you're the Cardinals. The ball should have been to the perimeter way more than it was both in the run game and the pass game. They never utilized Kyler as a – like, my thing is this, dude. Why did you take Kyler Murray with the number one pick if you weren't going to use him in all of his skills? If you weren't going to use him in all of his talent? Wait, his ability to run has to be a part of your football game in the designed aspect. So – I thought that was a big deal. Kyler didn't play well, no doubt, but I, for me, it'll, it's always going to start with like the coaching and, and did you do the right stuff and did you not do the wrong stuff. And I think that's as a player show, we kind of do the same thing, right? Like, well, there's a reason the player's doing something. Let's assume this is strategy. Other people are very coach-based. Hey, the coaches said this. The players didn't execute, whatever the case is. Let's talk about Cliff Kingsbury's record towards the end of seasons. So in the last three years, we'll start from this year and we'll work backwards. He lost five out of the last six. Last year, five out of the last seven. Then two years ago, seven out of the last nine. Why is that? This yeah. kind of happened with Andy Reid back in the day, right? Where there was Andy Reid season, where the beginning of the year he would win and then it would fizzle out and it would auto, um, ultimately lead to them kind of getting kicked out of the playoffs and him not winning the Super Bowl. Now it's vastly different with Patrick Mahomes and they continue to evolve. What is it about Cliff Kingsbury you think that down the stretch they can't really get it done? Is that scheme? Is it the team? Is he unlucky? It seems to be a narrative here that's starting to get painted. Yeah, I think it's probably a little bit of all that stuff, but the biggest thing is people understanding who they are, you know, and getting a beat on what they're trying to do offensively. You know, you guys know that the more tape you get on somebody, the more 
you know, the better understanding you have. So Cliff's offense, I think this year's a little bit of a different anomaly. I don't want to be like, you know, Cliff did catch a little bit of a tough break losing J.J. Watt and DeAndre Hopkins this year. I, I don't think that we saw who the Cardinals at least had the potential to be with those injuries. But Cliff's offense is fundamentally based on they run like five plays, um, and it's all based on those guys just finding space, you know. And then what happens is is teams start to one study your formations even more and know what you like to do out of those formations. They start to take that space away, you know. And and it's really difficult when your quarterback, you know, there's there's very little that's based upon like timing and rhythm rhythm in Cliff's offense. It's more. You know, recess and freelance and, and kind of creative style. And when defenses, AJ knows more than I do, like starts to take away the tendencies of those things, you know, the consistency of their offense loses steam. I think that's a big thing. And, and again, the injuries were, were a big part of their conversation this year. How do they end up getting better? You think they're dead? You think they're done? How, will you, you think- oh, no, 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 no. Like, hey, we, was- hey, we saw Kyler. As soon as you see Kyler in the first play of that game last night, you're like, Oh, he's he like he's not here. Like for whatever reason, it's just a vastly the swagger, the confidence. Even from Cliff, I think it's vastly different than at the beginning of the year. You think they just have to get reset, add a sixth or seventh play to the mix? Like, how do you think they go forward and get better? Yeah, I think you know Cliff at the beginning of this year, they got to get more NFL concepts that are reliable, pass game wise. And I saw Cliff uh, kind of put those into their offense a little bit more this year. Again, this year is such an anomaly, Pat, because. The Cardinals offense is built around two people, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. It's not built upon an offensive line. It's not built upon multiple weapons. It's not built upon a consistent run scheme. It's built upon those two guys. And when you lose 50% of that combination, it, it, it's very, it was very difficult for Cliff to adjust to any of that. A.J. Green was doing so good in his role with DeAndre Hopkins because, hey, A.J., you're going to get the second or third corner. I need you to have four catches. Great. You know, Rondale Moore, I just need you to be a gadget guy we can get the ball to. When you had DeAndre, everybody's role had to become elevated and the expectations of the role became elevated. So, like, they got to get more NFL concepts to be a, a foundational part of their offense. They need to build in more timing and rhythm. They've got to understand that I get it that there's an exposure to, to injury with Kyler utilizing him in the run game. But they don't do it nearly enough. And if you weren't, if you're not going to do that, then get rid of them. Like, and I'm not saying they should get rid of Kyler, but like, you got to use his skill set. Um, I think that's probably the three things that they've got to be honest about. That's a learning curve thing. So maybe they'll just continue to grow and get better. And this might be good in the long run. They took a step from last year to this year. Will they be able to do it again? Get JJ Watt back in a full, super healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. And we're, we're talking to Dan Orlovsky. I know he has a meeting here in a little bit. We can't thank him enough for taking time on it in his Jeep. Right next to about 45, 18 wheelers blowing right by. That's right. Yeah, be careful. Hope everything's okay. Keep your head on a swivel out there. Go ahead, Ty. Dan, I saw you gassing up that this year's 49ers team is basically the Packers kryptonite. Are are you just thinking that Jimmy G being banged up doesn't really matter because the 49ers are just going to control the clock and run it down the Packers' throats? I mean, are they dead or what's going on here? Yeah, I didn't guess them up. I'm just telling the truth. I like your no, sweatshirt. You you're gassing them up. Uh, you're gassing them up. You're doing it. You're doing it a little bit. Looks like I was probably right, though. When, oh. You know, uh, well, we'll, we'll find out we'll, Monday. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Well, Saturday night, I guess we'll, we'll find see. out. Yeah, we'll find out. Something. No, I just think – I mean – AJ, I'll ask you the defensive guy. If the Packers were to lose a football game, why would they? What would be the number one reason that you can point to them? Hey, they lost because of this. Future kind of seeing in the future. What would you say? 
What, if a team just runs it down their throat and controls the ball and doesn't give it to Aaron? Right. So we're talking about a team that is one of the best run teams in football in San Francisco. I don't need to come out here and tell you guys. The challenge for Green Bay this week is this, Ty. This is the truth, dude. Uh-oh. Ty, he's talking. I know. Listen up. Listen up. I'm listening. This is the challenge. Tell him, Dan. Kyle Shanahan has people that don't play positions. So that gives him incredible versatility. And the Packers don't have people to match that up. Defense. Who are those guys, Dane? Who are those guys? Debo. Well, like Kyle will put Juszczyk on the field with Debo <laughs> and two of those tight ends, and it becomes like to defense that could be twelve personnel, that could be twenty-two personnel, and again, AJ knows better than anybody. Like you match your personnel and to what you anticipate to be formation tendencies. Well, Kyle can put like. 22 personnel what looks to be on the field and then end up in empty so, two backs, so, two how, tight you're going, so how you're going to match those guys is just a challenge and i don't think the packers have that position versatility on defense so it's just i don't think anybody's saying that the 49ers are a good matchup for anybody they're a bad matchup for everyone um but it's just it's it's not a good it's not a good because what their strength is is what the Packers' weakness is. Well, that's every, why like it's intriguing. Yeah, and that's like the Taysom Hill thing. This is why Taysom Hill had like so many problems because when he was jogging on the field, they didn't know if he was a back, a tight end, or a wide receiver. So matching up personnel groups with him is difficult. Kyle Shanahan has that with three different dudes. That's a very fascinating point, Dan Orlovsky. Uh, but let's I mean let's. Let's remember the fucking Packers are on the other side. They got to come to Lambeau. So, you know, that's right. Hey, they got to come into Lambeau, Dan. It's going to be a little bit cold. cold. I'm not saying. I'm not. I don't. I'm not saying this is a layup. For oh, I sort of oh, like that the way you're talking. Yeah. Pat, Pat, let me ask you this: Do you think the Cincinnati Bengals are a really good football team? Oh, I love Cincinnati Bengals. I especially like the fact that they've had a battle against the fact that their owner hates them. You know. So that, you think they're a really good football team? Who the Bengals? Yeah. Well. Yeah, what do you fucking mean? Football. What do you mean yeah. they're the football team? What are we even talking about? So who's the last team to beat the Bengals? All right, so a couple weeks ago. San Francisco 49ers. Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns, yeah, but they rested, right? Didn't they rest yeah. in the last game of the season? Yeah. 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 Huh. Hey, where's your ESPN stat <laughs> with that one? Where's that dude? Oh, you got one of these? You don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, why, that's why we're able to. What's that? What was that face all about right there? You just made a face about my title. Uh, Every continue. Anyways. Uh, Everything's little, huh? Everybody. Okay, no, that's not true. Everybody is good at football right now. Okay, and congrats to the Bengals, by the right, way. Yeah. Congrats to the Bengals and Joey B. But the, the 49ers, and then, like, the 49ers defensive line is playing as good as anybody in football. Like, is it as good as anybody left in the playoffs? That defensive line is phenomenal right now. And so it's – They need Bosa, though, right? Doesn't a lot of it depend if Bosa can play or not? Hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, and Fred, Fred Warner, their linebacker. Um, so you got to anticipate you know, or, or just see what happens with Bosa. Yeah, if Bosa doesn't come this game or play, this game is drastically different. But oh. it's just a, it's just a oh. difficult matchup for San Francisco for Green Bay. I mean, we needed two out of this world throws from Aaron Rodgers okay. for the Packers did, for them to beat the 49ers. Okay, did you, did you know that the Niners are going to beat the Cowboys? We only got a couple of minutes. We want to get to Connor. I took the 49ers, yes. Yeah, so did we. It felt like that was a layup, by the way. It felt like that was too easy. Almost everybody was on the Niners going in there. I'll be excited to see what Packers team shows up with everybody coming back healthy. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Dan, the Bills absolutely beat the piss out of the Patriots, and the Chiefs also seem to be turning it on. How do you see that game playing out? Um, I think that 
that if Kansas City's going to win, Pringle's going to have to have a huge game, or Miko Hardman's going to have to have a huge game. Buffalo's coverage unit is so stinking good, and those safeties that they have make make their football team defensively no problem. Phenomenal, and um, I think that they'll kind of roll their coverage to Kelsey and roll their coverage to Tyree Kill like they did earlier this year, and then it's going to have to be Pringle making some plays or Miko making some plays. Now they don't have Tredavious like they did the first time these teams played, so you know that's an interesting thing. And then um, I think that like Buffalo offensively, when Josh is used the way that Dable's using him right now, I think he's in- indefensible. You know, there's not a single a play that he can't make on the football field right now, whether runner or thrower. And and like the challenge for Kansas City is they love to play man coverage. It's who they are. It's who, it's who Spags is. Josh Allen absolutely gasses man coverage. So I, like at some point you're going to have to adjust a little bit, but you never want to get away from like your identity, so to speak. So um, I think if both those teams play their best game, right? If both those teams play A football games, Buffalo wins. I think Buffalo's the better team if they play. They both play their A games. Hmm. Dan, what about Tennessee Titans? And one seed, they get to buy. I feel like no one's talking about them. Like, are they? Do you think these guys are going to legit have a chance? Oh, for sure. You know, I think a lot of that depends on what Derrick Henry's health is. I, I have no idea how he's playing football, but if he's healthy, you know, th- that's obviously a huge thing. I, like, I think Tennessee. This game's about. A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. If I was Tennessee, I would understand Cincinnati likes to play a lot of single high coverage. It gives you one-on-one on the outside. I would take shots downfield with A.J. Brown, and I would just give Julio Jones just possession throws, stop routes, curl routes, slant routes, because I don't think he's physically able to run by anybody. Um, their defensive line is is phenomenal, and that's Cincinnati's weakness, pass protection. As much as I think Joe is amazing, Joe's going to have to play – basically an incredibly clean game pre-snap to post-snap with all their coverage change to to kind of win that game but um i think he's capable because he's that special who's winning the super bowl dan last question fudge pat um my kids my kids played madden sunday or saturday morning and they said they were playing in the super bowl is that so fine they did buffalo versus the rams so i'm going to say buffalo versus the rams in the super bowl Oh, is that the kids that outlasted you outside? Oh, oh. oh. oh shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Huh? huh? Little tough little kids. You got some tough kids out there. I love that. I like that little grit up there. You want the truth? My kids are like, my kids are, they're going to grow up with life being a little bit easier than some other kids. So you got to figure out what to make no. it tougher for them. That's good parenting. We appreciate you. You had a hell of a season this year, Dan. By hey, Dan, 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 Dan. Hopefully, you're the best. Hey, cheer up, buddy. Yeah, Thanks, cheer up. Buddy. Hey, guys. Safe yeah. travels, Dan. We you appreciate too, you. Dan Orlovsky, ladies and gentlemen. Can't thank you enough for allowing us to be a part of your day today. Uh, you guys are the best. We're back tomorrow with another packed show. A packed show, Mignogna. Big thanks to Aaron stopping by in the middle of a work day. Thanks to Ian Rep. Rappaport chatting with us on a day off. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how we're having day off in the middle of the divisional round playoffs of the NFL, but that's neither here nor there. Hopefully, he's healthy and good after his ski visit. To all the boys, thank you for your effort. And AJ Hawk, let's get that FaceTime fixed. All right, let's do that. Be a friend, tell a friend, Ty. Please play some independent music and repel these people into a beautiful Aaron Rodgers Tuesday evening. We will see you, Minyana. Mm-hmm.